The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation on this beautiful day. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm delighted to welcome back to the show today, Diana Cooper, who joined us a while ago. And at that time, Diana, the focus that you had was about the return of the unicorns. And we can talk about that again in in a few minutes. But welcome back to the show. Hello. It's great to be here. Now, you're a very prodigious writer and author, and your latest book is called True Angel Stories, 777, interesting number, Messages yes. of Hope and Inspiration. Uh, so tell our listeners a little bit about the book and, and why and what brought it about. It, it just literally contains all these stories that people have sent to us uh, to give people an understanding of how the angels can help them. And it's everything literally from how the angels help them with their computers to how they help them in car accidents to how they help them with their shopping, anything. The angels literally will do anything for us. And as people read them, not only is it incredibly inspiring, but it gives them an idea of what they can ask for and what the angels can do for them. So I think that it will help people on many, many levels. And, of course, even things like the birds are touched on and the butterflies because they also work for the angels and they bring messages too. And when we understand them, it helps us to literally understand the universe that we live in. So I think it's a very interesting book. And, of course, seven is the vibration of the angels. They come from the seventh dimension. We talk about the seventh heaven. And so 777 seemed a very appropriate number. It certainly is. It's also the mystery, isn't it? It's the one number that can't be divided into the circle in a whole number. It uh, can't, can't be pinned down. Totally so, spiritual number. Yes. So when, so um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the seventh dimension. So could you give our listeners a little bit of a an insight understanding when you t- we talk about the third dimension the fifth dimension seventh dimension what what do we actually what does that actually mean well the third dimension is the dimension we've moved from where people are working in greed and self-centeredness and all these huge companies that are working on that level of control and only doing what they want to do for themselves they are part of the old paradigm and are collapsing 
Then you move into the fourth dimension, which is when your heart opens and you start seeing your spiritual journey and recognizing your soul. And then the fifth dimension, which is where most people are now aiming for, and of course the entire planet will be in the fifth dimension by 2032 and everything on it, and that's where you do things for the highest good where your heart is open, where you work for the good of nature and animals, where you're all working together in cooperation. That is the new paradigm, and businesses and people that work in that way are going to succeed because they're working with the new energies. The sixth dimension is where you are slightly etheric, And we cannot maintain the sixth dimension while we're in a physical body. But it's the dimension then between the fifth and stepping into the seventh, the angelic realms. Many of the great masters in spirit are now in the seventh dimension. And some, of course, are even higher. But the guardian angels and the angels that we tend to work with are seventh dimensional. And beyond that, of course, there are the archangels who work at a higher frequency still because the angels work on different frequency bands. It doesn't mean to say that one is better than another. It's not a hierarchical thing. It's not a pyramid. It's just that each is on a vibration and they do work according to that vibration. For example, every single human being as you know, has a guardian angel. And the angels are chosen to be guardian angels because they can hold a frequency that can connect with humans. So they can hold their frequency slower, just as humans do. So one of the questions I did want to ask you was, was, was as human beings on the planet and wanting to make this connection with the angelic realm and, and the invisible helpers that are around us, how, how do we manage our energy so we can actually make that connection to these higher dimensions? I think one of the most important things is grounding. If we're all floating around, we cannot be grounded in earth so that they can connect to us. And Archangel Sandalphon is helping to maintain our soul, our earth star chakra, which is below our feet. And he's a mighty, mighty angel, the twin flame of Metatron. And your earth star chakra is where all your potential is held. So it's your foundation, your spiritual foundation. And if you can work with it and make it strong and its symbol is the yin-yang symbol, the black and white symbol. If you can make it strong, then you have a foundation for a skyscraper instead of for a bungalow. And you can then maintain your spiritual growth. And so I would say that one of the first things is to be grounded. Connect with nature. Surround yourself in the golden light, because if you do that, you are automatically connecting with the angelic realms. They work on the golden ray. And then you'll find that you can talk to angels all the time. And you may not receive a response in your head, but you will learn that there is a difference between your thoughts and the telepathic responses of the angels. Because they're communicating all the time. 
And that communication will involve uh, signs and symbols that will come back to us. So Absolutely. Talk, so talk about a little bit about some of those. Okay. I think most people recognize that the little white feather is a symbol that the angels give us to show us that they are around. But people sometimes ask me, well, I've got a black feather. What does that mean? Is that from the angels? And it may very well be because black is like the death card. It doesn't mean death. It means the end of one phase and the beginning of another. So it's reminding you to be prepared, to be ready for change. Now, angels can give you symbols in all sorts of ways. You can ask for help and you turn on the radio and there's somebody talking about what you wanted to know about. Or you see somebody going past with a T-shirt and it's got a message on it for you. They, they will give you answers in all sorts of ways that you are ready to see. You can also ask them for your own symbol. You might ask them for a seashell or pearls or something. There's one fabulous story in the book about this woman and she decided she was going to ask the angels for pearls to somehow show her pearls as a symbol that they were near her so that she would feel that they were around her. And the next day she goes out and there's a hailstorm, the most enormous hailstorm, and she recognizes that that's the angel's way of sending her pearls. <laughs> and, 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 and sets of humor as well yeah oh absolutely and it's just it's just a, a matter of us being open and aware and paying attention isn't it absolutely i think it's the awareness and also that openness because the, the universe sends us all sorts of things like a rainbow if you see a rainbow and you just say oh there's a rainbow nothing happens but the magic of the rainbow is this if you see one and your heart leaps that leap of your heart is what opens the universe to bring you new things. And that's why it always represents hope and promise, because literally the universe will bring you something special. So actually, Diana, I had an amazing rainbow experience a while ago. We were just uh, scouting for our landscape zodiac ceremonies, and we just finished, and this rainbow appeared right over where we'd started the journey, and then it started to pulse. It started to disappear oh, wow. and reappear, disappear, yes. and it's been on and on. It was almost like Mother Earth was giving us her vibration. It was just, it was just amazing. Well, I'm sure it was because uh, you were obviously had to notice that rainbow, see it, pick up the wonder of it, and be reminded that something special was going to happen. Absolutely. But I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad you mentioned Lady Gaia, Mother Earth, because. One of the things I find is that people, a lot of people don't feel that they're welcome here. And of course, before you come into incarnation, Lady Gaia herself gives your soul an invitation. And when you connect to that amazing angel, Lady Gaia, who is a ninth dimensional throne, then you can regain that sense of you belong, you're welcome, you're worthy to be here on earth. And everything then kind of falls into place. You feel much happier. And it doesn't become uh, such a strain or a pressure to feel that you've got to be here living on the planet, but it becomes a joy, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know that you're meant to be here and you're welcome. There's so much love goes into that invitation that first comes from Lady Gaia to you. 
What about numbers that show up? That's always an interesting one too. Oh, well, yes, it is. Because 33, for example, is the Christ consciousness. And last year, 33 cosmic portals containing Christ consciousness opened around the planet and are spreading that energy everywhere. 44, the number of golden Atlantis. So if you keep seeing number 44, it's reminding you, hey, you were an Atlantis. Stop bringing forward your gifts and talents and your memories and and work with that energy. Again, very high frequency energy. 55 is Metatron. It's, It's reminding you to connect with Archangel Metatron. And and I can go on. Sixty six <laughs> says you're a you're a being of the universe. Remember that you're not just here it, as a human. You are something much much more than that. It's also interesting, isn't it, that when you I, I remember when I started this journey, the eleven eleven kept showing up, and then once I started paying attention, it shifted to eleven forty four, and then mm. it went, and then it went to five five five. So all the things you've just mentioned, um, yeah. they're all interconnected, aren't they? Absolutely, everything. When they when they want to tell you something, they will. And of course, it's so much easier now because all these clocks have got digital faces on them, the numbers. Actually, the digital clocks have made a big difference in that regard, haven't they? Yeah, uh, enormously. I mean, spiritual technology coming in on many many levels has shifted things spirit spiritually as well. So, Diana, we're coming up to to our first break in the show, which we'll take now, and we'll return with Diana Cooper talking about true angel stories after this break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. On the program Inside Out, our outsides match our insides. Join host Beth Green along with co-host James Maynard for an insightful weekly journey that lets us all be real with no boundaries. We'll discuss current events, interview amazing guests, challenge old ideas, and see ourselves and our world more clearly. It's about you as much as us. So you're invited to call in, write in, and most of all, tune in. Listen for Inside Out, live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. 
If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com. My latest newsletter, the August newsletter, is now there, and also all of the archived radio shows and what we are up to in this uh, wonderful time of spiritual unfoldment and pilgrimage and journeying through the landscape. And also to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and our Ambassadors of Light classes and program. And we have a class actually tomorrow evening, 5.30, where I'll be talking about all sorts of uh, aspects that have been taking place energetically, not least of which, which I shall will be talking with Diana about later, which was the six-pointed star that occurred in the constellations last week. Um, so please do go to www.petertongue.com and or www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. Having me today, Diana Cooper returning to the show, and we're talking about her latest book, True Angel Stories, 777 Messages of Hope and Inspiration. And Diana, I'd like to, to have you talk a little bit about uh, wake-up calls that the angels are involved in with people. Well, wake-up calls can come in many, many ways. Um, one I like in the book is about this woman who was just driving her car, and she was hit up the backside, and it was a complete write-off. She had to be cut out of it. It was so badly wrecked. And she walked out of it pretty well unscathed. But that night, in the middle of the night, she was woken up by three angels round her bed. They were looking at her totally lovingly, without judgment, but they said, what more could we have done to stop you? And... She realized then that her life was out of control. She was in a relationship that wasn't good for her. She had a job that didn't enthuse her. And in that resting period that she had, she decided to let go of her job, let go of her relationship. And out of it came the job that was absolutely perfect for her, satisfied her soul and her soulmate. And so... The angels are helping us in all sorts of ways. I was just looking at one in here in the book, and uh, this um, man was just waking up from sleep, and he hears a voice saying, Jason, your life will never be the same again. And he looks round the room, and he sees silver stars everywhere, and he's in shock. But from that moment, everything in his life changed he started seeing spirit, and it was his wake-up call to a new way of being. So many people in the world today are distracted by racing through their lives and being really busy and making as much money as they can. And then something like this, as you've just described, happens, and everything shifts in their lives, particularly, as you mentioned for the first story there, this need to slow down and, and, and oh, be yes. aware and, and, and really consider what's, very, what's really important in our lives. I think that is vitally important. And I have to confess that I do too much. I don't always listen to that myself. But I do have the blessing of a wonderful little dog. 
And as I walk her in the forest every day for at least an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening, and usually much more, that is a very good time to connect with nature and talk to the angels and meet the elementals. And I wouldn't be without that for anything. Let's talk about your dog for a moment because you have an important project with her right now, don't you? Yes, I'm writing a book about her. I write, a, I blog about her in my newsletter every month and people just absolutely love her. And she's a part Papillon and part Jack Russell. So she's got a very strong mix of masculine and feminine. She's very independent, quirky. She does exactly what she wants. And, but she is totally delightful. And every day something happens to us. And so I'm writing a book about her and all the spiritual lessons she's learning. The book's in her voice, and so she can talk very honestly about all the things that are going on. And I must say, I laugh out loud on every page. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the elementals. You just mentioned them. How, how do the elementals relate to the angels, and what, how, what is that relationship and our relationship with the elementals as well? Well, we wouldn't be here without the elementals. They keep the soil going, they keep the flowers going, they look after the trees. They are invisible helpers, if you like. Many of them, for example, the fairies, they work with the angels and they work with the unicorns. So although their primary job is looking after flowers, if, if the unicorns have, say, um, come into a place and left a much higher energy there, it's the fairies that will maintain that energy for as long as possible. So they do extraordinary things. I mean, I often tell the story of when I met a goblin. And I was walking along a path in the forest. And this elemental jumped out. And he was about four foot tall. And I didn't realize what he was. And we walked along chatting. And I said, and, oh, no, the first thing he did was open his arms out and this light came out of his heart and hit me in the heart. I've never experienced anything like it. It was extraordinary. And I said to him, well, what do you feel about humans? And he said, looking at me very oddly, we're all the same but different. And then we talked about the elementals. And again, he said, we're all the same but different. And when we parted company, and I've met him many times since, I asked my guide about him because he'd said, I'm a goblin. And he said to me, yeah, goblins are fifth dimensional elementals. They've got highly developed heart centers. They do a lot of work to help the planet. And for example, I was in Findhorn once, the great um, community, the great spiritual community. And there was my goblin friend. And he waved to me, but he was very busy. And he was helping to make a connection between my home and the area down here, where I live, and Findhorn. And they work with the ley lines and help them. So that's, that, that would be considered, he would be considered like an earth elemental probably? Yes, he is. Goblins are earth elementals. So they're elementals related to all the different elements as such? Yes, Yes, they are. Uh, fairies are air, mermaids and undines are water, and of course the fire dragons are fire, and the salamanders. And there are many others who have got a, a mixture of each of them. And in my orbs books, I show orb, uh, pictures of some of them and describe what they do and how, how they operate and how they help us. But it's only recently 
that the elementals have been connecting with animals and had a very interesting experience when Venus was a small puppy and the first time I could take her into the forest and I carried her into the glade expecting her to be really excited and she was terrified and I carried her home and then I took her next day and again she was terrified. So I sat and meditated about this and I realized that she was scared of all the elementals. So I carried her to the forest and we sat on a bench and I invited all the elementals to come and say hello to her. And they streamed across the glade. It was extraordinary. And they all said hello to her and met her. And from that moment, she wasn't afraid. And she loved the forest. I then met somebody at a puppy class and she said her dog wouldn't go into the woods. So I told her this story and she went, took her dog to the woods and the next week she came back to puppy class and told me it was amazing. I sat there, I asked the elementals to come and say hello to Buddy, her dog, and she said, I didn't see anything, I didn't sense anything, but he just visibly relaxed and from that moment he's been quite happy to go to the woods. So these things affect us and affect animals too. So do you see do you personally routinely see the elementals when you're in the forest like that? Um not routinely I can often sense them around sometimes I see them. Okay, right. And I have my friends that come up to me, little elf that I often talk to and a fairy that I often talk to. But mostly I work more on the uh, on the angelic frequency. So let's uh, let's just talk a little bit about the unicorns because we did talk about them a little bit last time, and obviously since then they obviously started coming in for a very specific reason. So just tell our listeners a bit about them. Okay, well, in the era of Golden Atlantis, when everyone was fifth dimensional, they all had unicorns with them. Unicorns are seventh to ninth dimensional beings in the shape of a horse with a highly developed third eye, which is a spiraling horn of light which brings enlightenment and all sorts of higher frequencies to us. And because the energy at the end of Atlantis devolved, the unicorns had to withdraw. But it's only been in the last few years that enough people have raised their frequency and the unicorns have come back. So if you want to help humanity, do something to help other people, or have a project that will be for the highest good they will see the light that goes on over your head and they will come in and they will help you. They will give you the qualities you need. They will open doors for you. They will enable you to help others. And is there, is there a specific way or a particular way of actually making that connection with them? Well, they work on a pure white ray. Just as you surround yourself in gold if you're wanting to connect with the angels, the unicorns are pure white and they love innocence and purity and laughter and so it's really the purity of your intention that makes the connection and then they will start coming in if you dream about a unicorn then that unicorn is actually connecting to your soul and helping you and and uh, I, I think what when we talked last time this is part of the preparation the unicorns coming back towards the December 21st, 2012, uh, opening that took place last, uh, last year. Yeah, they came back to help us be ready for that. And now, of course, so many people are ready 
and have made have raised their frequency to the fifth dimension that they are able to connect with more and more people all the time and of course there are so many children very high frequency children coming in who cannot cope with the energies of earth and the unicorns are trying to help them so again so parents who've got uh, children who are clearly of that higher vibration calling in the unicorns connecting with the unicorns can really help the children there are two things that can help the children spiritually. One is calling in the unicorns and the other is calling in Archangel Sandalfon to ground them. Because what happens for many of these high frequency children is they can't cope with the lower frequency on earth. And you know the parents might be trying, trying very hard to keep the frequency high but it's sometimes very difficult. But if you ask Archangel Sandalfon to ground them and you ask the unicorns to help them, they can help to bring back part of their soul that withdraws in the lower energies. Thank you. That's really uh, one of the key things that you're saying today, Diana, which is so important, is this connection to spirit is not about going out. It's about fully grounding into this beautiful planet and being connected with Mother Earth and nature, which is the critical Mm -hmm. piece. So we'll take, uh, we'll take our second break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. If you were looking to shift from struggle to a life of alignment with your deepest truth, You'll want to tune in to Thresholds to Awakening with host Sway Emily Spilkin. Our program will help you discover that your deepest challenges are not mistakes, but opportunities to become who you really are. Thresholds to Awakening. Enter your darkness to find your light. Where Sway speaks with spiritual luminaries, cutting-edge thought leaders, and experts in the field of transformation. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. 
just want to take this opportunity to thank my sponsor for this series of shows, Sherry Chase from Chase International Real Estate Company in beautiful Lake Tahoe and the Reno area, and also uh, Voice America for providing the opportunity for me to bring such great guests onto this show and help inform you of what is taking place in the realms of spirit these days. Brandy, my producer, and Matt, who is my regular engineer, just want to take the opportunity to thank them for the great work that they're doing on behalf of uh, this evolving, beautiful planet that we are on. So my guest today is Diana Cooper. And just before the break, Diana, in your discussion talking about the unicorns and the angels, you mentioned the orbs. And I'd love to take you back to that topic because I know more and more people are becoming aware of the orbs showing up on, on photographs. So give our listeners a bit of an insight into the orbs and what they are. Okay. A long time ago, the angels said that they wanted to give us physical proof of their presence. And what they have started to do when technology advanced was to talk telepathically to those who were creating the digital cameras. And, of course, they didn't realize that this was happening, but impressing upon them to use the exact frequency that angels could bring their energy down to. So if the person taking a photograph raises their energy, the angel can bring their energy down to the sixth dimension, and an orb is the sixth-dimensional light body of an angelic being. And, of course... As they impress themselves onto a photograph, even if it's printed out, that energy is still there. So those orbs act as portals that take you into higher frequencies. They bring messages. They give healing. Anything that the angel was bringing forward is still available to you when you look at an orb. Some of them are absolutely awesome. The We can see the colors of the archangels in the orbs. And uh, to me, it is the most fascinating and extraordinary thing possible that the angels have accomplished. They're only there for one thousandth of a second. So you take your picture and they have to position themselves at that moment. It's, It's that accurate. I have orbs of... Raphael in his emerald green and as you look at it or write the name of somebody who needs healing on it you know that you're making a connection with Raphael if you know someone who needs protection find an orb of Archangel Michael we have orb cards out and you can literally take out this deep deep blue orb of Michael and ask look at it and ask for that protection or put a name on it And there are many that we have that are several archangels together, and they do massive things. And then there are unicorns, and they impress themselves into the orbs. And they are starting to bring people to higher enlightenment and remove the veils of illusion as you look at a unicorn orb. And some of those orbs are spherical and some of them are like light structures. Are they the same thing? It's, it's very interesting how they have developed in the perhaps five years since they started to appear in general. The round orbs are witnessing what's going on. They're angels just staying there, holding the energy and witnessing. If they want to 
actively radiate light, then they will open one side and it will become straight. So you can have hexagonal shaped orbs which are radiating light from each side. We have many orbs where a side is open and they're taking in spirits. Have many, many wonderful orbs of portals where maybe there's an archangel in a bright color there and hundreds of angels. And you can see which ones are angels that are carrying spirits coming to collect those who are passing over and the, the, they're bringing the loved ones with them. And those who are part, angels carrying spirits to pass over. And so they then meet. And the light going out also attracts in souls who've been stuck and are wanting to use that energy to pass. So they are completely fascinating. And they just show us how much work the angels do all the time. But you mentioned these these new geometric shape structures that are coming in. Now that's a recent departure, perhaps over the last couple of years, when they've come in in geometric formation and so that they are bringing extra wisdom or shifting our consciousness in a new way as we look at them. So one of the key things for people to understand is is actually by tuning into them and focusing on them, you, you actually get the benefit of that and you can share that with other people. Absolutely. And uh, you've actually... Sorry. Sorry. No, absolutely. Um, every time you look at an orb, you are receiving a download of energy. Now, something very interesting happened. Um, we, we, we do. We translate orbs for people all the time. They send them into Facebook. They send them into my website. And um, we send them an explanation of what they are. There's a whole team working on it. And this man sent one in, and we told him. This was when we were still doing it ourselves. We told him that it was a, a guardian angel. And he wrote, he, he, I tricked you. I made it with a stamp. And we said to our angels, well, how is this possible? And the angel said, no, it's not possible. As soon as he tried to trick you, he thought about an angel. So his angel came in to that and, and made it into an orb. So you cannot have a false orb. Right. <laughs> now, you've written a couple of books on orbs, haven't you? Just uh... Yes, there's Enlightenment Through Orbs and Ascension Through Orbs. And I have to say my favorite is Ascension Through Orbs. It's got some awesome orbs in it that people can look at and the explanations of how those orbs can help you. And Enlightenment Through Orbs explains how you can take orb pictures, what they are, how you can tell which orb is which. And, and that was a fascinating period when... I was working on those books. So for anybody that wants to access those books, Diana, how do they do so? What's the, what's the best way for that? Well, they can come to my website. I no longer have a shop, but then they will be directed to Amazon or elsewhere where they can get them. And your website is? DianaCooper.com Okay, perfect. Now, you mentioned in passing there um, about the comforting aspect of the energetics of people making their transition and their loved ones left behind. And from my understanding, that's connected to Archangel Azrael. Is that how you would say it? Well, Archangel Azrael comes to meet, or one of his angels comes to meet every single human and every animal as they pass over. He's also the angel of birth, 
And so one of his angels is present at every single birth. People are often frightened of Azrael. We've had orbs of him too. And of course they appear dark. And the reason is that his light is internal. So his light is always held within. But he is the most amazing being of light. So it's it's important for people to know that there is this a squad of angels whose role under Archangel Azrael is to help with that transition both into the world and out of the world. Absolutely. And it's very interesting. People think, well, if I call on Archangel Michael and somebody else calls on Archangel Michael, how does that work? And the thing is that these archangels are so huge energetically that they can split a little bit off and that becomes an angel and those angels all go out. So they can send out a million or more angels at any given time. And indeed, you can see pictures of orbs, and there might be several of the same archangel in that orb picture. They're all angels that have little aspects of that archangel holding part of the energy. Earlier on in the show, we, we mentioned, uh, what I mentioned in passing, the six-pointed star constellation alignment that took place uh, just last week. Can you uh, tell our listeners what your understanding of that was? Well, the six-pointed star is the symbol of Atlantis, and that ended last year. And the new symbol for the new golden age is the Metatron cube, which is actually also a six-pointed star. And so it's a very mighty, when, when the planets form into that conjunction, it's bringing a mighty message. For example, at the harmonic convergence, that was heralding the 25-year period of purification before 2012. At the time of Jesus, there was a six-pointed star. Um, it, it comes in when the peace treaties were signed after the war, there was a six-pointed star. And now it's coming to tell us that, yes, it's time to move on and that we're going to be swept forward in an, at a new, higher level. It's time to bring more peace into the world, more harmony. And it will be influencing us to make this happen. I think many people will have found that new doors have opened in the last week since that six-pointed star came into the skies. And if they have already, then things will move forward for them. If they're not ready, they may have a tough time while they're being prepared by their souls and by the angels to move forward. It's funny you mentioned the harmonic convergence, actually, because, uh, Diana, I'm going down to, uh, actually, Patty Diana Cota Robles World Congress on Illumination, which is a 26th year. She's done one every year since Harmonic Convergence, and it's actually happening uh, starting on Saturday this week. So I'll be I'll be going down for that uh, this week. So interesting you, you mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was an almighty time. I and many other people were on every single hilltop in the, the county I lived in at that time, all meditating and praying for peace on earth. And it's no wonder that there was such a spectacular response from the universe. And it's interesting that there is a second six-pointed star configuration on August 25th. So it's within a month of this one. So it's like a, it's like a twin energy as well coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be pushed through very fast. Yeah, great. If we're ready. How fantastic. It's not always easy. No one claims that these things are easy, but fantastic. We're on the fast track right now, aren't we? We certainly are. 
people don't know what's hitting them. So it's very hard for some people because all the stuff that they haven't dealt with is coming to the surface to be cleared. There's a very intense energy around it, isn't it? Uh, not, mm-hmm. being, not being given any choice. Well, no, and the answer is to relax as much as possible and also to talk to the angels and ask for help and say you're ready to be guided forward. Fantastic. So, Dinah, we're coming up to our final break, which we'll take now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just want to uh, remind you that my guest today, Diana Cooper's website is www.dianacooper.com and she has written an enormous number of books and I'll give you her the chance just to mention perhaps a couple of those that she thinks are the most significant ones or just a general discussion. But I also want you to talk about your uh, Diana Cooper school, Diana, and so our listeners can understand a bit more about that. Yes. I run a school which is a not-for-profit organization And we have teachers worldwide. And so very often, if there are enough people who want to train, we will send a principal teacher out there to help train them. There's a foundation course. And then there are different courses. And you can train in Angels or Atlantis or 2012 or Transformation or um, now there are sound healing courses. And there's a whole number. You can find all the information 
on dianacooperschool.com. And it, it's very exciting. We have a thousand teachers around the world now spreading the light. And that's our intention, just to raise the frequency of the planet. Fantastic. And by going to dianacooper.com, people can uh, check out all of your books. You've got some angel cards people can select for the day as well, haven't you? Yes, on on the site there are cards people can select, unicorn cards, I think Atlantis cards. I've got a lot of card packs out that people can use. Fantastic. So what I'd like you to do now, because because we've talked about the angels and how uh, the energies are affecting people today, if you could give us a little bit of a, a broader overview of what is actually taking place. And I know you've written a book about 2012 and a book about 2032. So if you could uh, help us understand what you see happening since December 21st, 2012, moving through the next 20 years. Okay. Um, this is the most important time that there has been in the history of the planet because we've moved from a third-dimensional planet already into the fourth, and now we have to all be in the fifth dimension by 2032 so that we can start a new golden age when we will have crystalline bodies instead of the carbon bodies we have at the moment, and that will massively change us. But, of course, we have got this process to go through, and every part of the planet is being cleansed, Part of this is being done by the weather, and we are seeing extremes of weather already hitting everywhere. Any place, well, every single place on the planet has to be totally pure by 2032. If you've ever been to a beauty spot, and perhaps with mountains or lakes or the sea, and you have felt that pure energy, and you feel alive when you're in that energy, then... That is what every part of the planet has to be like by 20 years. And so anything that isn't clear and pure is being purified, and that's being done by the elements. And again, we have seen earthquakes taking place, which is part of a purification. We've seen tornadoes where the air is coming in to purify. We've seen forest fires and floods. And we can influence this. Because humans can connect with the elementals and quiet and calm them and ask them to do their cleansing in a gentle way. Because when we get frightened, the elementals attach to our emotions and they get out of control. So a wind can turn into a hurricane. So we can massively influence what happens. And the other most important thing is that if we send pure love and light down into the earth and we cleanse it, it doesn't have to be purified. Now, in 2012 and beyond, which I wrote probably in about 2010, I was told that between the two full moons of in, 20, in December 2012, that's the November 1 and the December 1, there would be massive flooding in Egypt, which needed cleansing. But it didn't take place, and I asked why. And I was told that it didn't need to happen because the people had risen up and asked for freedom. And in risking their lives and claiming freedom, they had done the work that the cleansing would have done. So again, there are many, many ways that we can change things without having to go through the cleansing process. 
So the other thing is that the entire planet has to be working in a fifth dimensional way with communities and golden cities by 2032. And this means that the old paradigms have to break down. We can no longer have banks that lend money that isn't real and charge huge amounts of interest on it. We can't have rich and poor, those that have nothing at all and are starving, and those that have too much. That all has to change. We have to make sure that everything is fair. We can't have bullying cultures anymore. I think a lot of stuff is coming to the surface right now that has been hidden for a long time. A lot of tendencies are being brought to to us so that we see them and we change. The other way huge amounts of change are going to take place is people power. People are starting to take responsibility. They're starting to say, yeah, I have a voice. I can do something. And as people do that, they make governments make changes. And this has to help the transition to 2032. One of the very important things is the way we treat animals. We have been absolutely well, disgusting the way we've treated animals. You know, at the cosmic moment in 2012, 58% of animals ascended into the fifth dimension, many more than humans, and the animals are now helping us. But until we start to treat them with the dignity, the respect, the honor that they deserve, the whole planet is being held back. So for the ascension of the planet, we have to look at the way we treat nature and animals and other people. And as soon as enough people do this, the consciousness will spread and everyone will start to do it. So we're heading for a time of, of peace, this is 2032 of peace, harmony, of barriers breaking down, of people honoring each other's cultures, of being, of oneness starting on the planet. And so we have a huge amount of work to do, and it starts with each individual. I think that there's a tough time ahead, but beyond that tough time, really calm waters as the new golden age starts. And we're going to be going through significant changes within our own physical structures as well. As I understand it, we will be moving from carbon base, which is coal, and when when coal is compressed, then it becomes silicon and eventually diamond. And so we're going through that process in our bodies, and there are many great masters who are helping us to go through this process of physical change. And we mustn't forget the angels who are also here to support and help us on this journey. Absolutely. The angels are here en masse. And the more you ask angels to help the world, the more angels surround you. You can also send fire dragons into places where um, there is war and there are lower frequency and they will... They can go where angels can't go, and they burn up the lower frequencies. Then you can call in the angels and the unicorns to pour their light into that place. And if enough people do this and focus on the outcome of peace and harmony, then the transition has to take place more quickly. 
Well, Diana, that's a wonderful place for us to finish. I've really enjoyed our time together today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. And thank you for your wonderful insights on what is taking place and how we can get support from the Archangelic Realm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. My guest next week is Jeff Brown, who has also written a couple of books, uh, Ascending with Both Feet on the Ground. And he's written a wonderful article called An Apology to the Divine Feminine from a Warrior in Transition. And I think you'll find that next week's show, as today's show, will be another wonderful insight into where we are in the world today and how we can move forward on this magnificent path that we are on. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.